0: hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the ecom sales tax podcast I'm Andy Johnson I'm your host and my co-host is Dan Peisner hi Dan hey there Andy Dan why do we have this podcast who are we talking to
1: we are talking to e-commerce sellers those poor unfortunate souls that are all dealing with uh, all of the 10 one states that are that are coming live on the, on the in the light of the Wayfair decision here in the next month
0: mm-hmm so we're talking to e-commerce sellers about sales tax issues, trying to um, keep them up to date, and also their tax advisors. And then one of the issues that uh, comes up all the time is local taxes, and we have this issue, this concept of origin states versus destination states. And uh, I saw that my friend, our friend Diane Yetter, uh, just put out a uh, just an article that I thought was a good description of a couple of situations in Chicago uh, or in Illinois, and I thought it would be good for us to review that because um, a lot of times people just tend to dismiss the uh, the local taxes sometimes they don't even charge it you know because it's I was just talking to a seller the other day as a matter of fact he said. I don't worry about the local taxes because so what if it's, you know, if I don't charge a half percent or 1%. And I was pointing out to him, well, that's true in a lot of situations. But in some states, you take Louisiana or Colorado, um, half the rate can be local taxes, right? Certainly. Illinois is a, is a, is a kind of a similar situation, where depending on what local rate you should charge, uh, like Chicago 10.25 or Springfield 6.25, so it's 4% difference. So that's a huge amount of taxes that if you under collect it, uh, you, you collected 6.25 when you should have collected 10.25, then you're at risk, right? You're, you're gonna get audited by the city of Chicago or by Illinois, and get stuck. On the other hand, if you collect 10.25 instead of the 6.25 that you should have, then you're going to have uh, customers after you. So, oh,
1: I think it's even going deeper than that. If You, uh, you may not even get to collect that 10.25. Uh, a lot of customers if they see that higher tax in there and know that they they can get away with the 6.25 you're not even going to get the sale they'll go elsewhere
0: excellent point dan excellent point so i'm going to share this article i can find it Uh, these three examples i thought the examples that diane gave were really good so here we go this is it So let's work through these examples. So um, local taxes is a big deal in, like, Texas, for example. Colorado, Louisiana, we already pointed out. Uh, And these three examples in Illinois will help you see why it's a big deal there, too. So Illinois has a sales tax. Dan, what do you call it?
1: Uh, In polite conversation, the retail occupation tax.
0: An impolite conversation?
1: I'm not going to mention that here. The rot? No, rot is one word for it, yes.
0: All right. That's not so impolite. Maybe you have something else that I'm not aware of. Um, so they have the retailer's occupation tax, which is a sales tax, but not local use taxes. So we were very careful how we say these things. Sales tax and use tax, two different things. Use tax applies to interstate transactions. Sales tax applies to intrastate transactions. So uh, when we say that the local retailer's occupation tax, uh, that Illinois has one but not a a local use tax, that's, that's an important distinction. And Illinois, for intrastate sales, is an origin state, so that's a big deal. Um, because the question is, okay, if, if I make a sale inside of Illinois, meaning the or, the sale is, um, the product is purchased and delivered all within the state of Illinois, then the retailer's occupation tax is what is due, but which one? Is it the Chicago one or some other cities? retailers occupation tax so um i don't want to bore you uh dan or any of our i know this doesn't bore you dan but any of our listeners i don't want to go into esoteric rules quite yet of how to source these things because i want to i'll i'll refer to that here in a minute um i want to go over these three examples that diane shared so let's say you have a retailer um Located in Illinois. Uh, they have two, two characteristics. One, they're headquartered in Chicago, and they make sales in and from Chicago. Um, so since this head this um, particular retailer is located in Illinois, uh, then and their composite of activities is in Chicago, then they're going to be required to collect the rot in Chicago at the rate of 10.25 so now you're starting to think all right maybe I am interested in that stuff that you skipped over because she's saying that since you're located in Illinois and you conduct three of the five above activities then you have to collect the rot for Chicago all right so that means we need to look now at these five activities um because if the retailer conducts at least three of these activities in the same location, then that's their location for the Illinois Retailer's Occupation Tax. Okay, um, So, one, if the location of sales personnel exercising discretion and authority to solicit customers on behalf of the seller and to bind the seller to the sale, if that activity, that's one. Uh, How about the location where the seller takes action that binds it to the sale? Meaning where they uh, accept purchase orders um, or other actions that bind the seller to that sale. So far, so good. So if you're headquartered in Chicago and all your salespeople are in Chicago, so far you got two out of five. How about the location where payment is tendered and received? Um, All right, it may be tendered from outside. So we'll save that one. How about location of inventory? We don't know. She did not give us the facts, although she said it's a retailer headquartered in Chicago making a sale in Chicago. It, it certainly implies that the inventory is there. But here's the other one. Remember, we only need three out of these five to happening in one place to say that's our place. So if the location of the retailer's headquarters is in Chicago, uh, then... That's that's one of the five, all right? So if we skip down to this now, we don't have to really agonize over these other two that we didn't know for sure. We know that since the retailer is located in Illinois and making sales in and headquartered in Chicago, that they have at least three of those five activities. And therefore, um, they are required to charge the rot for Chicago. Now, Dan, what if they... Uh, make a sale uh, from their store in Chicago, but ship it to Springfield, which has a lower rate. What rate should they be using
1: well they w- they should still be since it 's an origin state, and since they meet those criteria they 're still using the uh, the Chicago rot
0: very good, so it doesn 't matter where in Illinois they ship the product. What if they ship the product out of Illinois though?
1: If they ship it out of Illinois, then it's not an Illinois sale, and they would, uh, they would throw away their book of Illinois rules and go reach for the book of uh, rules for whatever state they're shipping into.
0: All right, Dan. Very well said. Perfect. Okay. Now, let's switch up our examples a little bit, um, and let's say that we have a retailer located in the state of Illinois, not necessarily in Chicago but they have a customer, a shipment made to Chicago. So in this case, let's say you're a retailer, she says, uh, located in Springfield, Illinois, the home of uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? I think so. I think so, and matter of fact, wasn't it Abraham Lincoln who said, uh, don't believe 80% of what you see on the internet?
1: You know, I do believe he said that.
0: That's what I read. I saw that quote on the internet. So, All right, back to the example. Um, you're located in Springfield. You're a retailer. You make sales to a customer in Chicago. But since you're conducting less than three of the above activities in Chicago, and if we go back and say, well, wait a minute, let's see if that's true. Location of sales personnel? Hmm, probably in Springfield. Location where the seller takes action? probably in Springfield Uh, payment is tendered and received might be tendered from Chicago received in Springfield inventory, probably maybe in Springfield and certainly the headquarters. So maybe four out of five are in Springfield, certainly not more than two or three out of five in Chicago. So in this case, you don't charge the 10.25 Chicago rot. Instead you charge use tax at the lower rate of 6.25 that applies in springfield very interesting huh now let's go foreign let's go outside of the state of illinois so in state taxes when we say foreign we mean another state it doesn't necessarily have to be international um, so now you have a retailer located in let's say texas making sales to a customer in chicago You have a salesperson in Illinois, but all other sales activities take place outside the state. Ah, big hint there. So none of those sales type activities, one and two, occur in uh, Chicago um, and your headquarters outside. So three out of five outside the state. Therefore, the local retailer's occupation tax do not apply, use tax applies So you would charge the use tax rate at the lower rate of 6.25. So that's just, uh, I think, a really good example by Diane of just a couple of simple scenarios where the rate of tax can be tremendously different. And then we've seen this with some of our e-commerce clients that, uh, matter of fact, headquartered in Chicago Uh, purchasing software Um, depending on some of these rules you you may find out that that the local tax should not be Chicago at all it should be um, some could be four, could be like 40% less right because it was 10 goes down to six so it could be an opportunity for a a big refund and certainly uh, as a seller you definitely don't want to be in the position of undercharging the tax and have to come back later and collect it again if you're lucky. Uh, and you also want to be careful not to overcharge it because, like you said, you could be losing customers. And so if you're the sales tax person at a uh, commerce business and you just said, ah, oh, whatever, just charge the high- highest rate in the state because we don't want to get stuck later. I've seen that decision made, you know, where people say, let's just be conservative and charge Whatever the highest rate is, well, in Illinois, you'd be charging uh, at least ten point two five, when potentially you should be charging six point two five. Dan, why don't you wax uh, a little eloquent on this and share what other comments you you might have on this scenario?
1: Uh, I I agree with you, Andy. I I do hear a lot of uh, I hear a lot of states that are. A lot of clients, rather, that that kind of uh, get stuck on that charging the highest tax to be conservative or they'll charge the the lowest tax because it's easier to fill out on their tax return. I have heard that one before. Uh, I just sometimes uh, if you're if you're an e-commerce seller and you're located in in a state that's got uh, a local tax, not all states do. There are some stingle rate states. Uh, it is is definitely to your advantage to make sure that you' that you have it set up right that you're registered for the right kind of tax. Uh, some of them states like Illinois have a different registration for sales tax versus a, the use tax and just that you're you're getting all of the uh, the rules right where it matters. Um, and fortunately for a lot of e-commerce, a lot of our e-commerce sellers out there, uh, you're only when it comes to local taxes, for the most part, you're only dealing with your home state. Uh, most, most of the time you're not having to, you don't run into quite the same issues when you're, when you're dealing with uh, interstate sales. Uh, however, you, you, do, you got to look at each state a little bit, uh, do do an analysis based on, on uh, each state's little quirks and work accordingly.
0: All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you for your contribution. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening in our podcast today. Good luck in figuring out your local tax. In some states, it's no big deal because they don't even have local taxes. But in other states like Illinois, like we've talked about today, uh, it can make a huge difference in the amount of tax you charge. So if we can help you further with specific questions that you have, by all means, reach out and we can help you get the chance to work with Dan and uh, – As you can tell, Dan really knows what he's talking about and can really help you in a practical way. So, Dan, thanks again. And that concludes uh, this week's podcast on our e-com sales tax. See you next week.
1: My pleasure, Andy.